Persons listening to this show should experience varying degrees of euphoria and might radiate a warm glow of truth from their entire being. This phenomenon sometimes lasts hours after a typical brain massage. If you are listening with another Lights On listener and they begin to glow, don't be concerned. This is a phenomenon normally associated with Pastor Scheidbach's patented brain massage technique and merely means the truth has set them free. The devil beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello, I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor of the Lighthouse Baptist Church in Santa Maria, California. And your brain masseur. Get ready for your brain massage. Truth. Served here, flavored by delectable wit, delicious sarcasm, succulent sagacity, a gourmet meal for the mind. We will continue our discussion on Christian nationalism. I want to work more on what it is, but first, let's consider the context in which this debate arises. The acting president of the United States, emphasis of the word acting, is the most corrupt man ever to hold the office. He's a traitor who has sold out America to her enemies, and in their service and his own pocket, his administration has made America weak economically and militarily, the laughingstock of nations, and more vulnerable than ever to foreign attack. Biden's border policies have greatly facilitated human and drug trafficking, sex slavery, and a plague of fentanyl targeting our young. At the same time, Biden and his God-hating, America-despising supporters have allowed the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, to infiltrate the equivalent of seven divisions of military-aged Chinese nationals. I mean, that's like a giant Trojan horse infiltrating 70,000 foreign troops into our nation. Because of the so-called left, not only are we increasingly likely to enter into another world war because of their bungling nonsense with their foreign policy, but that war will very likely be fought on our own soil, in our own neighborhoods, in our own streets. Our Santa Maria lay here in a valley shadowed by Vandenberg Space Force Base. I'm becoming increasingly concerned about our security as the political heat steadily rises and the radical left becomes increasingly agitated. I mean, to what lengths will they go? We've seen what violence the Democrats are willing to unleash on American cities, Atlanta, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, to name a few. I'm concerned that our airport should be secured and under the guidance of someone who actually knows something about military preparedness and who knows something about running an airport. With our national security significantly compromised, our second president alleged is busy weaponizing government coercive power against his front-running political challenger. I mean, like Hillary did, right? Use the CIA, the FISA court, the DOJ's FBI to construct and carry out this whole Russiagate conspiracy against Trump. Proved to be a lie, by the way. And now Biden carries on in that tradition. The latest bombshell report tells us Fulton County DA received a Biden operative tasked to pursue legal action against Trump within his office. It was a setup from the beginning, and I don't doubt at all that DA was in on it. Christians are noticing all of these things, friends. They're noticing that the, uh, well, let's just say that the world or the secularists are just not doing a very good job, okay? Noticing what these non-Christian types are doing to America, this keep God out of it crowd. Well, what America looked like when he was in it was a whole lot is a whole lot better than what it looks like now. What what America looks like in the hands of the people who despise Christianity 
is an absolute disaster. We, we see illegal immigrants given driver's licenses and automatically signed up to vote in Georgia. Over 1,000 were discovered receiving California driver's license, and that's only the ones we've, we've discovered. The environment in which the debate about Christian nationalism rises includes Christians exposed to Democrat senators like Karen Berg making statements about pedophiles being minor attracted persons. Excuse me. Uh, they're perverts, okay? That's what they are. Minor attracted children. Look, it was at least three decades ago that, that, that my voice and many others were, were trying to raise the alarm this whole born that way gay thing was a lot of nonsense and it was going to invariably lead to the idea that pedophiles and uh, beastophiles or whatever kind of file you want to come up with uh, is going to be considered some sort of natural or born that way kind of thing. Well, now we're seeing pedophiles being given a status that will no doubt accrue to them all kinds of rights that we're not going to be very comfortable with as Christians. Minor attracted person, you know, give me a break. So we should give them dolls to play with. That was her solution. Anyway, at the same time, Libs of TikTok reports on an event promoting yeah, an all-ages drag show that features a six-year-old drag queen. Really? Christians bought into the idea that politics is a dirty business, and therefore, it's not for Christians to get their hands in it. They were told you can't legislate morality, and they believed it. So long as that did not directly touch them, uh, they were content to sit on the sidelines and watch the freak show. But when it turned into a train wreck and their children were on the train, well, it became a very different story, friend. Now we find the same people who told us you can't legislate morality are mandating their immorality on all the rest of us. They're, they're making laws that require us to participate in their Looney Tune nonsense about genders. And we are personally affected by their economic and social policies also. Our children are in danger, and the wicked will not live peacefully with us. They pressed us to live and let live, right? So we did. General Christian disposition is amenable to that. And, and now that they have control, huh, they won't. Now Christians are arrested for praying outside abortion clinics and forced out of public chambers uh, during meetings just for reading the Bible. They're called domestic terrorists, and whites are accused of being racist simply because of the color of their skin, while Christians of color, and whatever that's supposed to mean, by the way. I remember when if you called someone colored, you were being racist, right? All of this is such nonsense. Still, if you are black and call yourself a Christian, and as a Christian accept everyone, no matter what color they are, well, now you're called an Uncle Tom, a racist, or what have you. We have not even begun to get into everything that's going on. You know it. You're living in it. This is the pot in which Christian nationalism, the, the Christian nationalism stew is being cooked. Because the stuff that's going on is causing Christians to think they're being pushed out of society, ostracized, and targeted. Christians who support Trump are listening when Biden tries to paint them as white supremacists and domestic terrorists. you got to be kidding me. We're all watching the DOJ and liberal courts do the double standard thing, you know, two-tier justice system that's been established in our country. And we're smart enough to see that they're destroying the Constitution, wiping their feet on virtually every right our founders sacrificed to support, and so many of our soldiers died to, to uphold. Now, we've heard that journal from Politico say, aghast, what defines a Christian nationalist is they believe their rights come from God and not from government or any human authority. 
probably every Christian who heard that was shocked and said, well, yeah, uh, isn't that what the Declaration of Independence like says? And isn't that the essential principle of government, of, by, and for the people? Look, here's what I'm saying. Christians actually were willing to accept the proposition of live and let live. We don't relish getting into anybody's or everybody's business. And, and there is considerable ambivalence about how far we take our unique Christian values and beliefs uh, and, and impose them on others through the construction of laws that are universally imposed. But the generally shared values of life, liberty, and personal ownership of our labor and property, you know, the, these things are common to all humanity. And issues of the natural order that arise from nature as God created it. To deny these things to us is to cross a line. And it has wakened Christians to realize they cannot stay out of politics. They can't stay out of politics because politics won't stay out of their lives. And will necessarily encroach upon their rights inherent in nature and endowed to them by nature's God. And the bottom line, we let you guys take over the government. We literally did that. We just backed out and let you have it. And now you've used it to take away our fundamental rights. Uh, right? Christians gave you uh, or acknowledged in you the right of free speech, and you've turned around and taken it and come to a place where you're taking ours away. What in the world's going on here? Well, I'll tell you something. You picked a fight, and you're going to get it. You're going to get the fight you picked. And when I say Christians ought to rule the world, it's precisely because when they do, your natural rights are secured. They don't tell you how to think, what to think, what you can or cannot say. That's that old Inquisition Catholic garbage. That's not American Christian values. The Christians here in America are the ones who came up with this whole Constitution and its amendments in the first place. Remember? It was Christians who brought all, who brought all this together. The separation of powers thing. All of it's rooted in Christian doctrine. I'm going to be preaching a series titled The Bible and the Bill of Rights in July. Yeah, try to try to join us for those messages. When Christians were involved in politics, we had a solid system of checks and balances and a commonly held set of shared values that united us. Though since Christians became convinced they had nothing to say about politics, which was a foolish thing, I mean, how smart is it to take light out of one of the most potentially uh, dark places in, in society? Well, I've spoken to that often. But Christians in the main became convinced they had nothing to say about politics and should butt out. For reasons too complicated to attempt here to relate, we did. But now, look what a mess we're in. I mean, the adults need to come back into the room here and put order to these children that are tearing up the entire, the entire household. Uh, the belief that it all belongs to Satan and we need to, quote, wait our turn, you know, which would come when Jesus comes. That's partly the reason we've gotten into the place where this once Christian nation, and by the way, even Obama admitted at least that we were once a Christian nation. But now this once Christian nation has become openly hostile to Christianity. Uh, something's wrong here. We're going to fix it. Look, my friend, many who call themselves Christians aren't. And many who are, are only too willing to go along to get along. They think Christianity is supposed to be nice, you know, friendly, non-judgmental. And that's it. Well, yeah, but that's not all. Their role is to be supportive and kind. Okay. They see their role in the world as representing Jesus. Got it. But what they don't understand is what Jesus they represent. They're not representing the Jesus of the Bible. And more on that when we get deeper into this. So now, if we Christians object to killing babies in the womb, we're called mean-spirited and unkind. If we bring attention to, this, to the atrocious procedure that's used to mutilate and evacuate the remains of a human body, a baby, 
uh, from the mother's womb, but we're told we're being unkind and that's not Christian. What are you talking about? It's not Christian. It's exactly the Christian thing to do. Suppose we point out the obvious injustice of a man entering female sports and then brutalizing a female player uh, to the point where she was sprawled on the floor senseless. That happened lately in a, in a basketball game where this guy pretending to be a girl joins the team and yet somebody's got to wake up here and get these children under control. Uh, in, in that case, we're unkind. We are homophobic or transphobic or whatever and mean because we're not considering the feelings of the man who pretends to be a woman. What about the feelings of, well, that doesn't even need to be said. It's so obvious. Christians are almost daily treated to some nonsense coming from that confused man who calls himself Rachel Levine and serves as Biden's Secretary of Health, who lately said children suffering gender dysphoria, and that's what it is, a condition aggressively encouraged, by the way, by many of their adult authority figures these days. Well, Levine comes out, or Levine, whatever his name is, comes out and says these children need to be taken from the homes of their parents and placed in homes where their, uh, their gender identity will be affirmed, where their sickness will be encouraged. We've seen what happens when you remove God from government, and it's not pretty. It's a disaster. Besides, when we remove God from government, invariably, the government turns around and begins to remove God from the governed. Government does not like competition. It will brook no authority greater than itself. Government without God became God. No, government can be allowed to take God's place in our lives. And that's why Christian nationalism began to form. Now, what form will it take? Hold on to the break. I'll be right back. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Most believe Satan owns the world and has the right to rule it. They think Christians should leave politics to unbelievers, that believers have no place in government. Well, Christians, how's that working for you? You see, the fact is Satan has fed you a lie. Satan depends on Christians staying in the dark about the fact that Jesus Christ defeated him and Satan has no right to rule one square inch of territory on this planet. Learn the truth. It will set you free. Go to GodsWar2020.com. Let My People Breathe, Unmasking the Mask Controversy with Science and Scripture, available wherever you buy your books. The Devil Beware, Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor of the Lighthouse, your brain masseur, and Paul Revere's lantern lighter, lighting the lamps in the church belfry arch, singling the enemies on the march, an enemy that would steal from us our liberties. I got a whole bunch of selected links to articles on Christian nationalism for you in my show notes today. Now, those of you who subscribe, that's still free by the way, will receive a link after each post that takes you directly to our website where you have access to all of our shows and all of my notes. Michelle Goldberg is an opinion columnist for the New York Times. She wrote, whose version of Christian nationalism will win in 2024? Sounds like she's pretty well thrown in the towel on that, right? She sees two sorts of Christian nationalism. One, she describes, 
as the elite doctrinaire variety. She says this elite version is represented by DeSantis. Uh, Michelle wrote this in 2023 before DeSantis dropped from the race. And the other sort is the, quote, violently messianic version embodied by Flynn and Trump, end quote. Well, that's General Flynn, by the way, who once served in the Trump administration as National Security Advisor. How does Michelle define a violently messianic version? Uh, Well, it does not refer to rioters in the streets, burning buildings, or throwing Molotov cocktails into police cars. I'm going to guess that to Michelle, uh, that was and would be a mostly peaceful demonstration, right? Yeah, it depends on who's doing it. What constitutes violence to her is really amounts to radical support for Trump. Uh, She would point to those faked, try those faked uh, video uh, cut cuts that they put together uh, from the forty thousand hours. <laughs> you know the the big lie, the big J six lie. Those actions agitated by FBI. But anyway. Uh, but not to the Molotov cocktail soda to police cars, the burning down of buildings and so on. So anyway, what constitutes violence to her would be really an amount of radical support for Trump. As for her allegation that Flynn hangs with Hitler lovers and Jew haters. Now, I'll only point out the fact that I love the Jewish people, even though I am wary of Soros, who is a Jew. I don't trust him at all, but not because he's a Jew. It's because he's a jerk. He's a wicked and evil man. And I support Israel, even though I know some very powerful bankers who have instigated wars and rumors of them for their profits happen also to be Jews. We are fighting the same moneyed globalist cabal interests that wicked Hitler used to extend blame on all Jewish people in the same way these ridiculous Nazis today extend blame for slavery to everyone who has white skin. Now, I don't care if Karl Schwab's mother was Jewish. There are rumors that she was. The fact that I love the Jews plays no role at all in my opinion of that odious man who, in his thick German accent, tells us, you will own nothing and be happy. (laughs) How'd I do? I know, I don't do accents well. And if he and Soros and any number of other globalists are of Jewish extraction, that makes no difference at all to me with regard to an estimation of the children of Abraham or Israel, the apple of my father's eye. Judas was, after all, a Jew. Hitler hated all Jews, uh, because of what a few Judas types did to kill Christ, or at least that was his, his uh, he used that to gin up anti-Semitism. Hitler was a monstrously evil man. His anti-Semitism has come to define him. The atrocity of his crimes against the Jews rises to the level of crimes against humanity itself. But I don't hate Peter, who is a Jew, because he once hung out with Judas, who was a Jew. As I have said to my son at least a thousand times, uh, you take a man for how you find him and respect what God can make of him. We are indeed fighting the globalists. Their ethnicity is irrelevant, ask Soros. His ethnicity was entirely irrelevant to his decision to serve the Nazis during World War II. He was a traitor to his fellow humankind then, and he's a treacherous thief and murderer still. That changes nothing for me regarding my favorite Jew. 
whose name is Jesus, by the way. So, for the record, McKay, a colleague of Flynn and occasional speaker at Flynn's Reclaim America rallies, never proclaimed himself to be anti-Semitic or enamored of Hitler's anti-Semitism or the Auschwitz ovens. But, you see, this is how our enemy operates. Joe Biden can let fall from his perverse lips some of the most outrageous, bigoted, and racist statements you can imagine, but people like Michelle Goldberg will never call him out on it. At least that's my guess. I actually don't know her. Uh, Tell me if I'm wrong, Michelle. I'll offer a retraction. My point is what she calls militant Christian nationalism. Never pulled a gun on any police officer, burned down any public buildings or private businesses, graffitied any police cars, or tried to run down and kill Kyle. Remember Rittenhouse? Violence, as understood by people like Michelle, is a willingness to believe the overwhelming evidence that the 2020 election was stolen and that the steal involved foreign players or foreign interference, which provides for the invocation of certain presidential executive orders like number 13848, which I have here for you to see if you want to look at it, which I think includes a provision for martial law, but actually upon second thought, I don't think it does. I think it serves as the basis for exercising the power in order to require a new election. So anyway, the New York Times has conceded the next Republican president at least will be a Christian nationalist. And the only remaining question for them is, what sort? As for what it is, She, that is Michelle Goldberg, is apparently of the opinion it involves imposing Christian values on the population. Isn't it odd how these people never stop to think that the reason Christians are up in arms and pushing back is that the left has been imposing their values on us, which are contrary to our traditional American values? I've been saying this for years with many other voices. When we no longer share a clear set of values in common, We will have to resolve disputes on some chosen set of values. The most reasonable would be traditional American values. Why? Well, traditional American values ought by anybody's notion of right prevail because the country was founded upon those values and and the laws and our our, uh, constitution and so on were shaped within the context of those values. So it makes perfect sense that we would defer to traditional American values. If there is a dispute what laws should be interpreted and applied in the context within which they were written. Original intent. If a group of people want to create a system of governance on the basis of some other commonly shared values that are antithetical to our own or to traditional American values, well, they're free to do so. Go. Leave. They keep threatening to leave. Have you heard them? Over and over and over. Uh, Trump becomes president. I'm leaving. I'm like, goodbye. But, but they never do. I think I would be willing to support a GoFundMe to provide moving expenses to any country in the world that will have them. If they want to climb into a spaceship and populate Mars, let them name their ship the Mayflower and write their own constitution on the way or compact or whatever it is they want to do. But they don't have any legitimate argument to say that Christians who founded this country as a safe haven for them and their posterity should forfeit their heritage. So that's the context in which the debate on Christian nationalism has risen into a national focus. They are trying to tell us we are not a Christian nation anymore. And we are saying, well, um, I don't like what you're offering as an alternative. And 
Thank you very much, but we'll stay with the whole idea of one nation under God. And in God we trust. And, oh yeah, don't forget this, this one. All men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. How about we keep that? And I think we'll keep the whole, uh, you know, innocent until proven guilty thing. What do you say? Does it sound like a good one to keep? Is that a keeper? Uh, they're not keeping it. I think we should keep it. Uh, and let, let's see. Everyone equal before the law. Wouldn't that be a good one? Biden, Hunter, Trump. Uh, wouldn't that be a good one to keep? I think we'll keep the Constitution, too, by the way. I mean, that whole three branches thing, check and balances, I think it worked pretty good until you guys started destroying it. I think we're sort of like that when it's honored uh, by, the, by people who believe in something called truth and actually live in the real world and don't pretend there are 120 genders and nonsense like that. Put, put anything in the hands of wicked people and don't be surprised when you get wicked results or when they pervert it to wickedness. It's, it's really that simple. Uh, let's say, oh, oh yeah, I think we'll keep the, the Christian value system that served as the framework within which the foundation of this nation was constructed and upon which this nation built it, it built and became uh, to the most glorious nation in all the earth. Okay, so as for me and my house, we will stay with truth, justice, and the American way. Um, the American way of our founding. Saturday night, I'll see you live on the Brain Massage Show. Brain Massage Live. I go on at 8 p.m. You can catch me on Rumble. I've lit the lamps of the Church Belfry Arch. You let me know you see they're on. Email me by going to our website, brainmassage.net. Brainmassage.net. Please find the contact button and send me an email. You can leave a message for me on our listener response hotline. Dial 805-314-2114. God bless you, my dear friends. God bless America. God help us save California. And I'll see you in church. God's War. Why Christians should rule the world. A shocking statement to many, but our founders didn't think so. John Jay believed Christians should prefer believers to rule our nation. Because Jesus is the King, and all mankind are subject to His crown. Our founding fathers understood this and acknowledged Christ as King. Satan once boasted all the kingdoms of the world were his, but no longer. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he broke the power of Satan over this world and cast the prince of this world out. When Jesus rose from the grave, he declared all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus sent his spirit into the world and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But where the spirit of Antichrist is, there is tyranny. The spirit of Jesus Christ is greater than the spirit of Antichrist. Now you can learn how to unleash the power of Christ into the world to defeat the spirit of Antichrist. Learn how you can defend liberty through the authority of Jesus Christ. Get God's War, Why Christians Should Rule the World today. www.godswar2020.com Go to godswar2020.com Most believe Satan owns the world and has the right to rule it. They think Christians should leave politics to unbelievers, that believers have no place in government. Well, Christians, 
How's that working for you? You see, the fact is Satan has fed you a lie. Satan depends on Christians staying in the dark about the fact that Jesus Christ defeated him, and Satan has no right to rule one square inch of territory on this planet. Learn the truth. It will set you free. Satan wants you to believe the world belongs to him, and that you, Christian, have no say and no place in it. But the secret is out. Jesus is king, and all mankind are his subjects. Satan has no right to rule an inch of territory in the earth. Learn how to claim the earth for Jesus Christ. Get God's War. Go to GodsWar2020.com. Satan wants you to believe the world belongs to him, and that you, Christian, have no say and no place in it. But the secret is out. Jesus is king, and all mankind are his subjects. Satan has no right to rule an inch of territory in the earth. Learn how to claim the earth for Jesus Christ. Get God's War. Why Christians should rule the world. Go to GodsWar2020.com. Call 805-314-2114. Your next brain massage is scheduled for Saturday at 12 noon and Sunday at 7 a.m.